Welcome back to another episode of Limitless MD. I'm your host, Vikram Raya, and today I have my good friend, Dr. Doug Lucas from Asheville, North Carolina. Doug, welcome to, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Vic. Great to be here. Looking forward to this. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. If you're a physician who's making good money, but you're feeling stuck in your current situation, or if you're tired of feeling just comfortable and are ready to pivot toward that freedom and wealth lifestyle you always wanted, then I want to introduce you to my newest program. It's called the Physician Wealth Accelerator, also known as PWA. In PWA, you're going to learn the strategies to gain more passive and active income. You'll learn how to free up 10 plus hours a week to pursue your passions and side gigs. If this resonates with you, then I want to personally invite you to join our elite community of high-achieving doctors in the Physician Wealth Accelerator. This is a completely free coaching group where you'll be around other professionals in the medical field who are like you and looking to uplevel their life. You'll get access to live monthly masterclasses, live Q&As, and all my best personal resources, as well as access my new app to help you become limitless. If you want to check it out, there will be a link in the show notes for you. Just click it and you'll be able to join this exclusive community of high-performing docs. Looking forward to connecting with you on the inside. Guys, you're in for a treat. You know, uh, we talk about, you know, this podcast is what? It is freedom, wealth, and human optimization. This is about human optimization. This man is not only a board-certified orthopedic surgeon, doctor, but he's transcended that and become one of the countries in uh, one of the world's best, country's best, human optimization experts. And he now works with people such as Tony Robbins uh, and other famous practitioners all over the country. He has helped so many doctors, uh, lawyers, physicians, um, entrepreneurs, CEOs become healthy, fit, and now human op humanly optimized. So welcome to the show, Doug, and let's get right into it. Thanks, how, are you, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing really good today. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Doug, how the heck did you go from an orthopedic doctor to doing what you're doing now? And why did you do that? Yeah, you know, I, I really enjoyed being an orthopedic surgeon. Um, you know, I enjoyed operating. I enjoyed the training. But what I found is that I just struggled with the idea that I couldn't really help people prevent what they ended up needing when they came to my office. Um, you know, there were so many things that I saw based on my interests that I wanted to talk to them about, and it just wasn't why they were there. Um, and I wasn't even really a credible source to them for that kind of information. And so I started looking at, you know, how can I actually serve these people? And I looked at all kinds of different ways. And I ultimately ended up saying, look, I got to make a big shift here. And, and that was that was really tough to walk away. You know, I have a lot of doctors on this podcast who listen and they're, they're also in the same shoes, help, help them, give them some, some, some advice on, or, or strategies on how you made that shift. Cause this is a seismic shift. 
Sure. It's not easy to leave a comfortable practice where you're making, you know, several hundred thousand dollars and go on your own and do something that's un, unproven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that was the biggest thing, right? It was fear. It was fear because I was going to step into something where I wasn't sure I would succeed. It was fear uh, in walking away from something that I knew was stable, that I knew I could make money in. Um, and as a surgeon, there is a time window in which, you know, you walk away where you really can't come back once that window is closed. And I don't really know what that time window is, but I know it's shorter than if you were to do a, like a medical uh, role, you know, where you could pr pretty much always walk back. So I would say that, you know, for anybody who's thinking, gosh, I'm really unhappy in my role, I would look at two things and, and really focus on the first one, which is how can I make my role better without walking away completely? You know, my situation was unique in that I was in such a, uh, a, a niche orthopedic practice, foot and ankle uh, was my subspecialty. And I really wanted to be on the other side of this to help people to reverse chronic disease, to help people perform, to help people understand, you know, nutrition, supplementation, peptides, hormone optimization. And I couldn't make that fit. I couldn't add that into my practice because again, that's not why people were there. Uh, and starting my own orthopedic practice didn't seem feasible to me, didn't seem reasonable uh, to kind of have that hybrid model. So I had to take that big jump. Guys, did you hear what Dr. Doug said? I had to make that jump. So when your shoulds finally become must is when you have the trigger to take that massive action and really burn the boats, if you will, and, and claim the island. And he did that. He had no choice. He's like, look, I can't continue to be authentic as a physician and practice in this, you know, traditional way. And so go on, go on, Doug. That, I mean, that was just a powerful distinction where you just drew the line. Right. Yeah. And I, I love that, that Tony Robbins ism, you know, the should, I should, I should, I mean, I was shooting all over myself, you know, <laughs> I, I love, I love that. Um, and, and every time I went to a Tony Robbins event, I walked away and thinking I got to quit my job. I got to quit my job because it, it was so out of line with what my passion was. Um, right. And, but that's not everybody. Right. Right. And, and so I would say that for, you know, the, the, the better path, if it's available to you, or if you can create it is to, is to find some way to put your passion into what you are already doing. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot more stability there, you know, and maybe you have to switch your practice or do something, but there are so many avenues that we as physicians are so blind to because we are just head down goal oriented people. That's just, that's who goes into medical school. That's who ends up in practice. Uh, but as a result of that, we don't look and to see what's in our periphery, what those options are. You know, you know, Doug, when I was uh, transitioning out of my cardiology practice, I made a rule. I, I learned this from Michael Jordan. He goes, when you leave or even Seinfeld, right? These are the world-class comedian, world-class basketball player. You leave on the top. So if you're a physician who's listening to this and you're thinking about something else, first optimize and maximize your current practice, right? Whether you're in a group practice, a private practice, a clinic, uh, you're working for a hospital. I want them to be like, if you decide to leave, I want them to be crying tears, you know, that you're leaving because you're literally the best person they've ever had. That's how you want to leave. And you yeah. want to never burn bridges. You can burn the boat in terms of your decision-making, but don't burn bridges in terms of connections, relationships. That's, that's capital. Relationship yeah. is, is, is capital. So uh, when you leave, you're, you're leaving out of choice and out of optionality, not because you have to, because you sucked. Right. And so that's awesome. Right. So you left on top, <clears throat> you were one of the, you know, reputable surgeons in the city. Right. Then what? 
So then I, I had to figure out, you know, what was I going to do? Um, you know, how was I going to take this dream that I had and how I was going to make it a reality? Um, and I would say that, you know, my experience was full of uh, errors and wrong partners and fumbles and um, it, it was tough. Um, and I made a lot of mistakes and I wish, you know, if I can go back and redo it, I would say, you know, get the right coach out of the gate, have a really clear plan out of the gate because I, I didn't do that. Um, I was relying on some people that had some experience, so I wasn't going into it blind, uh, but they were the wrong people. Uh, and so it, it, it worked out. Um, I ended up you know, working with some people initially, and then as they sort of peeled away because there wasn't a really a good fit to work together, um, you know, then I ended up with my own, my own practice, uh, my own team of people that are, you know, we're nationwide. Uh, so I have, I have a team of physicians and uh, APPs that I, I work with for different reasons uh, and a great uh, coach and support team. So we ended up putting it together into a practice that I, I feel really good about what we offer now. I love our program. How long have you been uh, the CEO and founder of Optimal Human Health? And how, how many years? Yeah, we're, we're only a little over a year into this practice, actually onboarding patients. Um, you know, it took it took about six months after I, I really had walked away from orthopedics before I was able to even onboard a patient, I was still doing some part-time kind of PRN work, uh, but obviously my head not in the game. Um, and I was really focusing on building this thing. So yeah, we're, we are just a little over a year, but in that year we have grown, I mean, tremendously. Um, yeah, That's so awesome. it's, it's been a fun journey. So, so you mentioned fumbles and again, I want to, I want to really dig in here because <laughs> I'm curious. I, I've interviewed some of the top entrepreneurs, you know, in the country on the podcast, and they all tell me about their, their stories of how they the mishaps, the the errors, the lapses in judgment, and and you know the obstacles they've had to face. Tell me your top three fumbles. Oh man, um, I mean, I think number one is wrong partner, right? And 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 these are not a this is not a bad thing about the people I was actually working with. They're good people. They just weren't the right people. Um, what made and, them a wrong partner? Yeah, so there were, we, there were three of us as physicians who you know got together and said, hey, I think we should create a new platform to see patients. One of them already had kind of a health optimization platform sitting kind of at the top of his primary care practice. You know, So he had a feeder pool. He had a whole system in place. He had no reason to make a jump, but he felt like he wanted to be part of a team. And so I was excited to work with him because he had experience. Um, and then the other guy had a lot of experience in hormone optimization. He was uh, really interested in setting something up, but I didn't really know him very well. And it turns out, you know, he, uh, he really struggled to be part of a team. He really struggled to, to have the drive to do the work um, and didn't, he pretty much wanted somebody to provide him with patients and a platform to see them, uh, which is not how you start something. So so, you know, that made those two guys and they're great guys and they're great docs, but they weren't the right partners to start a new practice. What's your advice for people who want to do it right? I mean, I think two things on that. One is, you know, be comfortable in your own skin. And that's something that I worked with a coach on, um, you know, in, in her questions to me or why, why did you need these guys to start with? And, and I felt, well, I was, you know, I had that imposter syndrome of doing something that, I, that was new to me, right? Um, I looked at this guy who'd been doing hormones for a decade and thought, wow, you know, this guy's an expert. I looked at the guy who's already doing health optimization and thought, wow, you know, I, I want to learn from this guy. But ultimately, I'd done, you know, two and a half fellowships. <laughs> I've done, I have the information um, and I had them as resources. I didn't need them on my team. So I say one is, you know, be confident in your own skill set um, and know who your team members are, even if they don't necessarily see patients on your platform. 
Um, and then I think the other thing is just having a really clear plan, you know, and I, I didn't have a clear plan. Okay. Um, it was, yeah, it was just like, I'm going to do this thing. And then kind of, as I do, I just put my head down and run forward <laughs> as hard as I can. <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, the fallacy, a lot of our, us physicians are, is we've been so structured our whole life, uh, high school, college, medical school, residency, fellowship, first job. Now we're like, Oh, then what? <laughs> it's not defined anymore. So now right, right. if we ever did decide to do something on the side, it's almost like we're floundering because we have no, there's no structure for us. And so we're yeah. like trying to figure it out. So good. Um, I, those are, those are huge takeaways. So now you're, you're in it, you're starting to do really well. You're, you figured out your business model and now you're serving people. What's your mission and vision for optimal human health? Yeah. You know, um, our, our, our mission has changed recently, you know, as we've really started to, to hone in on who we want to see. Um, but the, the mission really is to educate. It is to help people achieve. Um, and the, the challenge that we've had is, okay, who, who is that person that we're helping to achieve? And, and what I think that we've found is that I love working with high achievers. I love working with physicians. You know, nobody knows the stress that a physician goes through like somebody that's done it right? Like nobody knows what it's like to be on call unless you've been on call. Nobody knows what it's like to even like not get called when you're on call at a trauma center. Uh, and you know that you still sleep terrible because you just have that anticipation, right? You have that anxiety and how that affects you, what that stress is like. So I love working with that group because I really speak to that group. And then the other group that I found in the mission I have developed out of this is actually working with people that have osteoporosis and, and poor bone health. It's a uh, an underserved group. It is a, a something that is not treated appropriately, in my opinion, by the traditional medical model. And what we've built with a few tweaks becomes the perfect model to serve these patients. So that's a new thing that we're kind of building out. But obviously, with the background in orthopedics, it just is yeah. it's beautiful. It's in your lane. It's yeah. in your wheelhouse. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then my, my vision really is to be able to create a platform in which like-minded providers with the right training can help serve these groups. Um, and that's what, you know, that's what I get really excited about. Um, is is building the platform and bringing people on that have this same vision. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Uh, and and uh, if you guys are listening, you see how once he had clarity of vision and mission, then the what and the how and the who all come in come in alignment. True. And so it, it it makes him being able to go a lot faster um, because if you don't have a vision, then you, any direction you're technically fine with, but. When you have the vision and everything is in alignment, then you can really accelerate toward, toward your goal. So let's let's talk about this. Uh, the people who uh, you know who are excited about human optimization, they talk about peptides and hormones and supplements, workout routines, mm -hmm. some biohacks. Tell, so can you separate the fact from the fiction? Can you separate what works and what doesn't? Oh yeah, I mean we could talk about this all day long. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the, the biggest fiction is going to lie in the things that we try to add to, you know, that we try to take usually in a capsule or a pill, right? I mean, the, the, there's so much truth in the good stuff about lifestyle. You know, there, there are different ways to do sleep right, but man, if you're doing sleep right, it's going to have such an, an incredible impact. Uh, routine, morning, I mean, all those things are truth, just truth, 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 and hard <laughs> to do, um, you know, getting to bed on time, you know, figuring that out socially, that's such a tough thing. I think so much of the fiction comes in with, you know, claims around supplementation, 
you know, claims around peptides, even claims around, you know, a hormone optimization. You know, you're like, if you optimize your testosterone, you know, you're going to see all of these tremendous results. I'm like, well, yeah, kind of, but you still got to do the work. You know, you want to optimize your hormones, but you still have to do the work. You're not going to, you know, blow up like Lou Ferrigno if you're on testosterone without lifting weights. Um, <clears throat> so I think that there's a lot of fiction around, you know, what are you going to take? Like, what's the cheat? What's the, you know, I don't like to use the word biohack for a lot of this stuff because it's, it almost sounds like it's a cheat, but it's not a cheat. A biohack is understanding the physiology, understanding the chemistry, and then doing something that's going to, that's going to create change, you know, taking a couple of supplements is not really going to do that. So that's, I think the biggest fiction is there. Now that said, I use all those things. I love peptides. I love supplements. I love hormone optimization. Um, but it's got to be put into the big picture. And that's where I think we really stand out is just acquiring information and creating the, the, the big picture package. Let's say there's four layers of a pyramid, uh, Doug, mm -hmm. and, and you know, the bottom of the pyramid is just the fundamentals. Then you have like, you know, tier two, tier three, and then finally the tier four, right. Help me put into these four buckets. What, you know, let's say we have a total of 10 therapies that we're going to talk yeah. about, including yeah, like yeah. sleep optimization, nutrition, fitness, all of it. Let's let's build a pyramid for our listeners right now. Sure. So what's what are the, what would you put in that foundational bucket? Yeah. So the, so I mean the foundation for me is is the, really the four pillars of lifestyle. So I consider those to be sleep, fitness, or exercise or movement, depending on where you are. Um, nutrition. That's a big bucket. <laughs> uh, and then stress mitigation, which is the one that a lot of people don't talk about. I think that you know all four of those. You need all four. You can't ignore any of those four. They have to be in the bottom. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what we start. That's what we start a yeah. program with, you know, and even if you did nothing else, yeah. you would still see tremendous impact. Okay. Uh, I think that the next layer, because everybody from a genetic position, and I'll mention, I'll, I'll talk more about that, but everybody from a genetic um, predisposition has things that they should probably be supplementing with, you know, whether it be that they don't detox well, whether it be that they are genetically uh, predisposed to, to not methylate well from a, a B vitamin perspective, you know, those things really need to come in the form of kind of nutrition, but also probably supplementation because it's really hard to get some of those things through nutrition on a regular basis. So I would put supplementation probably in that next category. But you're telling me it's targeted. It's based on testing. It's based on right your unique it's personalized medicine personalized supplementation yeah that concept of precision health you yes, know and it's and for health. me that means that means blood work that means functional testing and that means uh and that means a genetic algorithm um and, and putting all those things together to see you know okay how are you built and where are you now and because i never want to put people on a million supplement i mean nobody likes taking 30 capsules in the morning you know so how okay. can you pick you know that top five or you know 10 or 15 depending on what your goals are Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So we've, we have these two solid tier one, the foundation tier two. Now you're going up a little bit. If you've handled your sleep, nutrition, fitness, movement, and stress, then you, you deserve to get move on to the second category. That's right. A lot of people love going up, up the ladder without handling the foundation. So that's, that's I, I like how you're really uh, uh, fortifying the pathway to human optimization. So what's number three, brother? I would say number three would be hormone optimization. Mm. Um, and a lot of people, just like you said, they like to jump up, right? And and I see this a lot, a lot. Uh, you're going to have my wife on your podcast soon. I see this a lot in her clientele. She works on weight loss. And people say, especially postmenopausal women, if I could just you know, fix my estrogen problem, I'm going to lose weight. And the reality is I fix their estrogen problem, but most of them gain weight, right? Mm. And that's just what estrogen does to the body. Um, you know, it has great benefits and I love doing it for people, but it is not the answer to weight loss. Uh, and so, you know, I see you can't, you know, just jump to, to 
bioidentical hormones for postmenopausal women or, or testosterone for men without fixing the bottom stuff, because you're going to make changes, but you're not going to probably meet your goals. So I would say hormone optimization across the board. What, what are the top three level. hormones? Uh, like, like, okay, for men, what are the top hormones that we need to focus on? And for women, what are the top hormones? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, for men, clearly testosterone. I mean, we are in an epidemic of low T. So many men have low testosterone. I know we're going to talk about, you know, where the different platforms that I see patients on. Um, so I see a lot of patients, I see a lot of blood tests with for testosterone and almost everybody has low T. I, I see, I mean, probably 1% of my patients that I see naturally have optimized testosterone. Now that doesn't mean that 99% of them need to replace it, but they need to understand why it's low and what to do about it. So testosterone is a big one for men. Okay. The big one that I replace in men is DHEA, you know, okay. precursor hormone to testosterone. Um, you know, it's going to help you a little bit without replacement of your testosterone, but it has other benefits as well from a, a mental clarity. Is that from, because the fact that, you know, we know that stress and the, uh, you know, cortisol steel kind of pathway, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, that, is that part of that? Yeah. I mean, so there's some debate on, on how real that is, but that's what I see people that have adrenal dysfunction. Cause I test that in everybody, people that have adrenal dysfunction and have low DHEA. You know, so whether or not it's the pregnant alone steel or, or not, I don't know, um, okay. but, but definitely consistent. Okay. And what about women? Yeah. I mean, women, it's going to depend. Are they pre or postmenopausal? you know, in premenopausal women, I, find I would say, you know, uh, maybe the people who are listening probably a little bit on the, you know, uh, on more of the peri to post. Peri to post. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, peri is interesting. And so I have a lot of, you know, women in their thirties and forties, um, and, what I find in them is that in general, testosterone levels are low, progesterone levels are low. The, okay. the impact of that is that they are not sleeping well. Uh, they have a lot of anxiety and progesterone is very, very powerful in that manner. And then testosterone being low is, is concerning because you, what they see is their, you know, their skin looks thin, it's saggy. Like, why do I have saggy skin and I'm in my thirties or forties? But the real scary thing is that they're also sarcopenic. So they're losing muscle mass. Um, they're probably losing bone quality. None of them are being scanned. You know, there's no, there's no clear indication to scan any of these women uh, to, to look at their bone quality and quantity. And so I, I really worry about that with these women. And so I, I'll replace testosterone and progesterone in those women um, while they are, you know, finishing up their premenopausal and getting to that perimenopausal window. Once you start losing estrogen though, then yeah, you have to add estrogen to that when it's appropriate. Obviously that's a risk benefit conversation, you know, make sure they meet all the criteria, but it is much safer than most of us as physicians have been led to believe. You know, we go through that. We went through medical school at the time, you know, when actually kind of just right after the women's health initiative was released. And so everybody was scared about estrogen and, you know, blood clots and breast cancer for all women. Um, and that's just not true. And the literature is very clear on that, but most of us aren't reading that literature. Okay. And then let's say I did, foundational work then i got my precision supplements based on labs and now i've optimized my hormones what what's sort of the icing on the cake yeah then i think you start adding in the peptides right or or you know longevity medic medications you know but i think you know peptides such a fun field um you know and they can hit so many different targets but you can't start there i mean you're not going to see tremendous impact if you start there but they are they are a fun add-on for sure okay okay and for people who are new to the whole peptide discussion, uh, as well as longevity discussion, sure. give us some, give us some 
high level uh, things that you've, 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 you, when you talk to your patients about it? Yeah. I mean, so when we talk about peptides, a lot of people don't even know what they are, you know, and physicians, we don't know what they are because we're not trained on them because they're not pharmaceuticals. <laughs> There's no class on peptides. And so really the peptides are these things that live in the space between pharmaceuticals and nutraceuticals, you know, so they are uh, generally prescription products and you want to get them from compounding pharmacies that require a physician prescription, but they are not made by pharmaceutical companies. So they're not FDA regulated. So they are powerful, um, generally given uh, frequently through injections, sometimes oral, uh, sometimes topical, but they're basically small proteins and they're signaling molecules. So they can you know, have impact, you know, depending on what they're made for, uh, but they can have impact from an immune perspective, uh, several of them in the, the category of growth hormones, secretagogues, um, you know, some indicated for weight loss, even some, some popular medications that have, you know, peptide versions, uh, which we probably shouldn't get into because I don't know how they pass FDA regulation that way, but, but it's a fun field, you know, and I think that they're a great add on, uh, mm -hmm. but, but shouldn't be the starting point. And then longevity, like, look, I want, my goal is to live to 115. Yeah. Like, like I, love that. I go through all this, how do I, how do I extend my life where I'm having active years where, yeah, you know, I, I think this is where yeah, like, my kids, my grandkids, my great grandkids. Be, you know? Yeah. How can I be, you know, how can I be a hundred years old? And uh, I love the way that, you know, Peter Atia talks about it. You know, the, the hundred year old, you know, Olympian, you know, how do you, yeah. how, like do you how are you able Olympian. to have the balance, the, the muscle, the coordination and the, and the cognitive, you know, condition to be able to participate in an athletic event when you're a hundred years old. I love it. And so, you know, there are a, a number of medications which are that kind of fall into that category, things that are, you know, pharmacological, like metformin probably being the, the biggest one. Um, you know, Peter Batia talks a lot about rapamycin. Uh, and so the things that I prescribe really going to be around who's the right candidate for something like metformin, um, you know, and in, in talking about the risks and the benefits and, you know, and who, who is going to see tremendous benefit from taking a drug that has a very low risk profile. That's awesome, man. So you know, you mentioned Peter Tia. You've talked about how you're working with the Tony Robbins organization and his new book, Life Force, where mm -hmm. you're you're helping you know uh, implement some of those protocols. Who else do you admire in the longevity, human optimization, biohacking space? Who, who are some of the who are, who are some of the leaders? Yeah, so I mean, it's funny. They're typically the leaders in this field are also pretty controversial. Um, but, you know, you know, but I would say that the people who I listen to and don't necessarily agree with everything they say, but, you know, you look at people in sort of like the fitness field, like Ben Greenfield, you know, who is just like, so such a smart guy, so much content, you know, so much information, you know, he's, his podcast is, is great. Um, you know, Dave Asprey has done great things for the longevity field as well. He's a little controversial. I don't agree with everything he says. Uh, but he's a nice voice. Um, those are the two that come to the top of my head. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, as you're building this clinic, as you're serving these, uh, uh, these sort of high achievers and helping them and you know, optimize, uh, their health, uh, what's next for Doug? Yeah. You know, I, as I look at the growth of this thing, I, I see that, um, I need more providers. I need people to see patients in the way that I want patients to be seen. Um, I feel like my passion really is in, in the building. It's in the uh, you know, patient acquisition, getting the word out, uh, really filling that side of the mission, which is educating as many people as I can, they can get their ears, you know? 
Um, in seeing patients, I, while I enjoy seeing patients, I can't spend all day seeing patients. Otherwise, we're not going to have any patients coming in the door. Right. You know, so I don't I don't have a lead magnet like Tony Robbins uh, in Life Force, and I mean that's amazing, and and I I love that. I love their platform because of that, you know, they're going to help thousands and thousands of people. And that's awesome. And that's why I want to be a part of that team. Um, but, you know, to really have the, the bigger picture, like I have, uh, it's, it takes more time. It takes more money. It's just a more expensive program. And I think better for the right person. Um, and so there's just, they're different platforms with different purposes. And so for me to be able to bring people in, I have to be that lead magnet. Uh, and so that really should be my focus. So that's that's where I'm headed right now. And then I need my team. I need my people around me to help me do that. So, Dr. Doug, uh, you take care of patients. Uh, tell me your uh, your business model now. Do I have to live in Asheville, North Carolina to be your patient? Uh, no. Uh, and most of our patients don't. Um, we don't advertise locally. We do uh, nearly everything through telehealth. I have an HQ that I can see patients in if, if need be. But otherwise, we are fully telehealth, um, loving the the laws that are supporting that, and hope that they never change. Uh, so yeah, we're we're nationwide. Now that said, I'm only licensed in ten states. Um, so that's North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Colorado, California, Wyoming, and Texas, and Ohio. I think I hit all ten. <laughs> um, so you know, so those are the states that I can see patients in. That's going to change over time. Yeah. Um, I have a very interested partner that's licensed in all fifty states. So I, I really hope I would love to have him on board. Obviously, uh, he's a great dude with great training. Um, so hopefully that'll change soon. But right now, those states and yeah, everything's telehealth. Um, you know, all, most of the testing is done in your house, and then we use uh, labs because of the volume of blood that we need. We send people to a lab rather than a mobile phlebotomist. That's awesome, man. Awesome. So guys. Uh, He's a valuable resource, and especially if you want to take your health to that next level, I'm planning to go see Dr. Doug and really get you know humanly optimized here. Um, so, how can people find out more about you and your program? Yeah, so check out our website at optimalhumanhealth.com. That's optimalhumanhealth.com. Um, send us an email from there. There's an email in the contact is hello at ohhmd.com. Um, our phone number is on there as well. Um, and if you email that email, it'll come directly to me. I'm happy to answer any questions from anybody in your audience. Um, love you guys. Awesome. And uh, Dr. Doug Lucas is doing a special uh, promotion just for the Limitless MD podcast listeners. Uh, what do you have for us, buddy? Yeah, you know, what I'd love to do is just offer a discount off of our program, you know, 10% off, use the code limitless. So when you call or email, just say, hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a listener of this podcast and use limitless and we'll make sure that you get that discount. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, again, these are the uh, the two millimeter shifts, these these kind of distinctions that we're, we're learning that pyramid we've talked about. That's critical. So work on that, work on the tier one, tier two, and then reach out to these specialized practitioners for tier three and tier four. Um, you know, he heard, you heard about the stumbles uh, during uh, creating of an entrepreneurship, a doctorpreneurship. So you want to avoid those. You want to be mindful of that going in, right team, right plan, right coach, right partner. And obviously handle your fundamentals, your morning routine, your sleep, you know, you know your, your, your fitness, your movement, your stress mitigation. So with that, guys, uh, until next time, be phenomenal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal.